0: Hello everyone, it's Nathan here, and a special welcome to a special episode on the topic of war, given the current conflict happening in Europe right now. I want to let you know that around two-thirds of the way in, we're going to cut to an interview between Chris and a friend of his that's a pastor in Ukraine to hear a Christian response to war on the ground in a very tense situation. I hope it's an encouraging listen for you. And secondly, we know there are lots of opinions on this topic, and this chat is just us working out our opinions. We know we don't have all the answers, but we hope this helps you have conversations about Jesus and the Bible too. Enjoy. (laughs) Alright, here we go. Welcome to Conversations of Grace, where we hope to model conversations about important topics that impact everyday life. Our aim is to encourage Christians to think biblically and to talk about Jesus. And I'm joined again today by my co-host Chris. Chris, yes. how are you?
1: Hey Nathan, doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. What's the news for you?
1: Well, it's—I uh, mentioned in a previous episode that we've been working towards a house renovation, uh, and it's been a long time in the planning, delayed by many things. We're signing the contract, and it's going to happen, so it is on.
0: Oh, man. Well, I'll I'll look forward to the updates um, Mm. along the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What's been happening?
0: Oh, guess what, man? You already know. I turned 40, dude. Like, I'm 40 now. Happy birthday. I can't help but say that with, like, a somber tone in my voice. (laughs) Well, I
1: mean, like, I've been 40 for a couple of years, and it's not that, (laughs) I mean... (laughs)
0: Well, that's I'm what not take over that 40 as a personal says. insult, but <laughs> everyone over forty says that. No, it's actually it's pretty good. Actually, it's mostly the same as thirty nine, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like something's supposed you to happen. You might
1: throw 40. your back out more easily, but yeah. <laughs> otherwise the same.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. My back's wrecked before I got there. That's that's ominous. All right. Mm. Speaking of ominous, can you introduce yeah. what yeah. we're going to talk about?
1: Yeah, well, today, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a war on uh, uh-huh. in the world, right? In- uh-huh. Russia has invaded Ukraine. In fact, there's more than one war on. There's there's around forty uh, armed conflicts kind of happening around the world. But the one that's on our screens and filling my Twitter feed is is the war in Ukraine. And so we're going to think and talk about the thing that everyone's thinking and talking about, which is what do we what do we make of this? How do? And in particular, the question is. How should Christians think about, how should we approach war and peace? It's mm-hmm. little joke there, Russian literature. Kind of. <laughs> Pacifist in the mix.
0: I shouldn't be laughing, but it was a joke. Yep. War and peace, yeah. Russian connection. I love All that
1: book. That. I'm, I'm a big fan. It holds the door open well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. So where do you want to kick off?
1: Well, I thought we, we it would be worth starting personally and for me it's part of part of why I want to talk about this topic is because it has it's been a bit personal. So, uh the day before the kind of bombing and invasion sort of started, there I mean there were troops on the border for for a while first, but I was talking to a a church planter connected with the the network I work with who's in Ukraine and I mean he was looking pretty tense. Uh, and so you know and I've been getting updates from him regularly and um, you know some some pretty hard things and some pretty amazing opportunities to, to serve and pray and uh, particularly now they're serving refugees who are kind of fleeing trying to get out of Ukraine into other places and um, so it's, it's kind of you know that's brought it pretty close to me I felt. Also, my brother-in-law, who lives in Europe, not in not in Ukraine or Russia, but he is married to a Ukrainian, uh, and his his mother-in-law is uh, with with them. She's Ukrainian, and um, is, was meant to go back, um, but obviously can't. Uh, and and actually, a number of members of the church I'm part of in Melbourne uh, have Ukrainian or Ukrainian-Russian heritage. And uh, so it's all—it's all, it's all just—it kind of feels like it's really around me in a way that I didn't particularly expect. I'm not otherwise strongly connected to Ukraine, but uh, actually discovered no, there's all sorts of connections there, and it's yeah, um, yeah. It's so that's where I wanted to start with it.
0: So what is it that this experience has brought to mind for you, or that you want to talk yeah. about? You know I mean, well, okay. I think for me,
1: for me, there's uh, some stuff in the Bible, uh, in in the New Testament, in particular. Um, there's a bunch of different just things about war and violence and about how Christians should relate to soldiers or be soldiers even, or maybe not Christians, but people who believe even. So I, mean, I want to start with with a passage from the Bible, Luke, Luke chapter 3, which is uh, about John the Baptist, actually, just before uh, Jesus yeah. gets baptised. We get... We get some detail about the ministry of John the Baptist and the message he proclaimed. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to read some verses because I think this this is where I want to start because he speaks to soldiers in particular yes. and there's a whole kind of concealed here or the, this is the tip of the iceberg of lots of stuff about war, violence, peace, all, all this yeah. stuff. So this is where I want to start. So Luke, Luke 3 verse 7, uh, John, John the Baptist, said to the crowds who came out to be baptised by him, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore produce fruit consistent with repentance. And don't start saying to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that God is able to raise up children for Abraham from these stones. The axe is already at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What then should we do? The crowds were asking him. He replied to them, The one who has two shirts must share with someone who has none, and the one who has food must do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptised, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He told them, Don't collect any more than what you've been authorised. Some soldiers also questioned him. What should we do? He said to them, don't take money from anyone by force or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages uh, so as I say, I feel like there's a there's there's a tip of the iceberg there on some attitudes around uh kind of war soldiers armed you know people who have kind of the ability to do violence to others. interestingly, there's other stuff in there as well about kind of people who have things and could share it with others who might be in need, so perhaps speaks on both sides of the, the kind of equation. So there's just there's some really interesting things to say about soldiers in the time of the New Testament, right? And I got this in particular. I, I read a book last year by the New Testament scholar Esau McCauley. Uh, his book is Reading While Black. Uh, and so he's, he's reading the New Testament as a black American theologian and church leader, and so asking particular questions about what he sees there that uh, really I, I found uh, amazing in terms of what they opened up as possibilities. And one of the things he points out is that soldiers in the Roman Empire often performed a kind of policing role in the period of the New Testament, not just yeah. fighting battles elsewhere, but they were like a kind of police force, right? Not yeah. not exactly the equivalent of a modern police force, right? It's not like... Um, you know, what's a, what's a police drama? The Bill or something bill. in period
0: costume. Right, it's not that. What did you say? What one did you say? The Bill. That's what I said. Why, did, you said why didn't you go to the Bill? I don't know. That's all we said. Is that even it's, on anymore? <laughs> no,
1: no, really not. But, but it's not that. I mean, that, that is already in period costume, right, because it's not on anymore. But it's not oh, like man. in, like, ancient Roman a... cosplay kind of thing.
0: This is such um, a 40-year-old thing to talk about. The Bill. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, it was on every week in my house growing up. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) but it's not that. It's the Roman soldiers performing this policing function. It wasn't just take what we know of police and kind of dress them up in togas. But they did perform lots of the kinds of functions that fit within broadly the kind of role of the police force, right? Maintaining public order within the Roman territories. Uh, There's some indications in literature from around the time of the New Testament that their role had also expanded to include like investigating petty crimes. Yeah. Uh, and, and Esau Macaulay even cites evidence that under the Emperor Octavian, in, in the city of Rome, there would have been roughly one soldier slash officer, and these were distinct from the soldiers in the legions that fought wars and they lived among the yeah. people. One soldier officer per one hundred people in the city That's of Rome. Right. So, so it was it was a thing that you just bumped up against in everyday life. Like soldiers were not just occasionally traveling through; they were they were a mm-hmm. presence, right? And yeah. wh- why am I pointing this out? Well, because like I actually think it's worth noticing that in the New Testament, the people who bear the sword, soldiers, who also perform this policing function. Uh, they're not told to stop being soldiers altogether, right? They they ask John the Baptist who kind of gets in everyone's faces and says, all right, you're out here to, to get baptised for a kind of fresh start and to show that you're turning to God. Produce fruit that is in keeping with that. Don't just do it because it seems like that's what everyone's doing. Like, have it change your life. And so some soldiers go, how should it change our life? And he doesn't say, stop being soldiers because war is wrong. He doesn't say that, right? Yeah. At the same time, they're not encouraged simply to continue as they were, right? There's, there's a sharp challenge, right? They're, they're, in particular, their tendency to use their power, right, and they have particular power because they carry swords and they're authorised to carry swords and they can do violence with kind of the backing of the government, right? That They te- have a tendency because of that to use that power to kind of extort from people. To be unjust and, and falsely accuse and show favoritism and and to be self-serving, to kind yeah. of go well, you know, the government pays me a decent wage and puts me up and gives me a job, but I I want a bit more, and you know what, I got the swords, so I could take some, yeah. More, right? Yeah, 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 And this, it, you know, this is this is addressing in this instance people who are believers. I mean, it's not we're talking about John the Baptist; they're not Christians, right? They presumably have some connection an interest in yeah. this prophet of the people of Israel, whether they're Israelites themselves who've been kind of joined the Roman army or whether they're
0: they're Jews leaning from, in
1: some way or other. They're leaning in, they're in leaning... some way, right? And so yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're but they're not told to stop being soldiers. Yeah. But they are told there's something about your role and your position and your having a sword that Tilts you in a direction that you are really going to need to fight against. I mean, it's interesting because I say this is a tip of the iceberg, right? Because there are other things the New Testament says, right? There's there's yeah. passages we've talked about in other episodes, Romans 13, for example. Um, you know, it says those who bear the sword, potentially again a reference to this, right, do so for a reason. This is not believers, this is people, the government, right? And it's not like, well, you should just fight against them because they're bearing the sword is bad. Like there's a reason. Um, and that confronts me, right, because I probably lean pacifist. Okay. Right? And so this, this whole thing confronts me. Yes. But they're not just, you know, there's an opportunity to go just get out, military bad, stop. So that's confronting. Right, is,
0: yeah. yeah. Sorry, go. No, you go. Well, I want to talk about that, right? Mm. Like as a Christian here, removed from it without that personal thing, you know, a, a connection to it. Yep. I think the question that a lot of us, you know, have is what is the Christian thing to do? You know, like as a yeah, follower yeah, yeah. of Jesus, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. And yet what you're saying is even even John the Baptist, so right there when Jesus is there, right? Mm-hmm. Even he's saying stay as a soldier. We're not getting rid of war. We're not saying lay down your swords necessarily, right. but be this certain sort of soldier, the type yeah. of soldier that sort yeah. of, is more yeah. in line with the kingdom of God, right?
1: Yeah, right, right.
0: So there's that, but then we mm. also know we also know the Isaiah vision of yes, you will know, yes. we'll turn your swords into to ploughshares. That's right. Know, That's spears right. into pruning hooks, so that yes. we look forward to this day where there is, there won't be that. You know mm. what I
1: mean? And mm. this kingdom, this to. kingdom that they're meant to be aligning their behaviour with more or bending their behaviour towards. Is, yeah. is not a kingdom in which there'll be war. It's a kingdom of no. peace. Right. right where, so there's where the like weapons a... of war get repurposed for use in productive yeah. peacetime occupations, yeah?
0: Yes, repurposing. <laughs> Upcycled. Oh, Something like that. <laughs> sorry, it's just got connotations to like, you know. <laughs> You're in house renovation mode. I, I get it. That's yeah, fine.
1: sorry. that's all, I'm thinking about that.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I, it, but it's the right thing to say. That's exactly right. So we're sort of in this in-between phase, and I think we all know it. I think we mm. all know it. This idea that war is, you know, we should get rid of it completely. Well, we would if we could, right? Right, right. <laughs> so this idea that let's just stop going to war, it feels like, well, it's never never going to happen. So then... Mm. Interesting, interesting. I want, I want to come back to that particular thing. It. Come back to
1: it. I'm come necess- back to it.
0: I'm not necessarily... Gonna no, no,
1: on it. like, no, no, but but I want you to talk to me first, right? Like, keep going with the, uh, okay, so we we can't necessarily stop war, so we need to, where were you going? Well,
0: from? you want me to finish the end of that sentence? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let me finish it with a really uh, long way around. Awesome. <laughs> so, so, thinking about Augustine, St. Augustine, right? Yes. Ooh. And he's probably Orgy. the proponent right. yeah, <laughs> orgs. so he's probably the proponent that most people point to for not even just christians but anyone who believes in sort of like uh what's the what what what's the way of saying it um it, the theory we have is just war theory right which means uh okay. reasonable reasons to be at war right right, Reasonableness. right. and and those
1: reason- so reasonable reasons not like if you can find these and tick these off then go for it but kind right. of it's it's more it's it's not like what's my minimum that i can clear before i can get into the <laughs> into fighting no isn't that like not but, that, but like, it's the, it's the pulling back from unreasonable yeah. selfish it, it, the soldiers right that john the baptist had, you know using indulging that tendency to go well i got weapons i yeah. got power yeah. i could i could get some stuff for me and actually, to pull that back and go, it's not. There might be reason to go to war, given the, you know,
0: okay, peri- and where and we are, right yeah. yeah. Pause right there because, mm. so, so Augustine and then Aquinas and you know other people adapted. Augustine didn't actually say that the big, much. The big but, A's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I August, think, Augustine, I think particularly Augustine stuff has been pulled out. Seeds of it has been pulled out, and it's right. sort of formed the death war theory that we have right, today right. and all that, right? Yeah. But I think there's a there's a presumption there, or sorry, no, an assumption there for mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Augustine to make that, which is this world is broken by sin and it's messed up. Therefore, yes. we can't expect that there will ever be no war.
1: Yes, right. Okay, right. So
0: because of that, we can create guidelines for the way that we see that war is not necessary, but the way that it, it should be governed or understood or thought about. Um, right, in, well, and that's where the, that's where the word article.
1: just comes
0: in, right? Isn't it? Like, that's where it, absolutely. This, is, this yeah.
1: is there's some guidelines to kind of bend it there, towards guidelines that kingdom that guidelines.
0: has justice. <laughs> right,
1: that justice so, is its essence.
0: Yeah. So something like what Russia is doing to Ukraine at the moment, I don't think would it, it, well it doesn't come into line with just war.
1: Right. So, right.
0: the, or the just war theory, sort of principles that right. exist, right? So, which means then, then
1: one part of the kind of Christian response then could be to go, well, I can't be, you know, I can't be cheering on this war because it doesn't satisfy.
0: Who's going to cheer the war on? What are you well, talking
1: about? I mean, I've seen some There's people, people cheering
0: the war on. Donald yeah. Trump. I'm. I don't even go on Facebook hardly ever, so I don't know even right. what people are yeah. saying about it, let alone. I don't tend to read the news much either. <laughs> huh. Just pick it up through inference of the way people are saying. Well, you know, from
1: them. the source of everyone's true knowledge, which is podcasts.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't listen to any other ones except this one, so I don't even know. <laughs> got a limited knowledge base, <laughs>
1: right?
0: Right. Yes, so I,
1: I do podcasts and Twitter, and and I think Twitter is probably slightly less authoritative, particularly when I I read something and I go, ooh, that's really important and that's good, I like that. But then I can't find it afterwards to, like, (laughs) fact check or and it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a bit less. That's podcasts at the top, (laughs) unconfirmed Twitter, threads second yeah
0: hey you're an academic if someone footnoted (laughs) a podcast if someone started a podcast what's your response to that oh oh i don't know i don't know listen listen that's another episode another day another day (laughs) i can tell by the look on your face though you wouldn't respect that that piece (laughs) of work
1: well, if they were citing this podcast, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, that's not what I was going for, but I love that. Right, right. So where, we're, where are we're we we've got, we're off topic. We're off topic. Well, okay. Kind of. So yeah. there's the just war thing. There's the in-between. Yes. There's this idea that, mm. and this is where I relate, okay? I've talked about this mm-hmm, in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the, world, the world is not the way that we want it to be. We can't expect there to be not war, so therefore, how do we understand war in the meantime? Okay. Right. And, right. And, and then what's our approach to it, that's where it gets yes. weird and awkward and all that. But then as a Christian thinking about that, that doesn't mean, I don't think any Christian, even the way that the right. just war theory goes and the principles that exist yes. within it, there's no right. desire for it at all. War exists as to put an end to war, basically. So right. that's what would make it just, right?
1: Right, right. So, so there's a kind you know, of ne- necessary to... violence at times yeah. To within very particular limits and specifications. Yes. To I guess almost responsive to the brokenness and the unjust war making and exploitation engaged in by others. Right. Exactly. It's kind. It's almost like it's Bonhoeffer, in as he is in the popular imagination writ large. You know Bonhoeffer with his, as is claimed, the scholarship disputes this. Really joining the the plot to assassinate Hitler kind of thing because well disputes this yeah it's way less certain that that's what he did than
0: and just so just we, so we, the people listening yeah. at home understand mm. Chris's PhD on what well, was it called on, again Bonhoeffer
1: adjacent on on Karl oh, Barth
0: oh, I love but, Bonhoeffer that was the title of your <laughs> paper wasn't it I love Bonhoeffer <laughs>
1: <laughs> You it know was about, Karl about, that- Barth, about Karl but Barth doing a thing with some of Bonhoeffer's writing in, in right. a particular okay.
0: section of his, yeah. So, so you're saying, uh, hmm. kind of like the heroic legend of Bonhoeffer, the yes, his yes. attempted assassination on Hitler,
1: yes, yes. That he he was willing so to join join in that kind of act of violence and illegal activity and defiance of the government because it was the best response to a completely messed up. Terrible, tyrannical, hurtful situation that was destroying life all around. And so, because we live in this time where wars are going to happen, can't get out, can't can't avoid it. The legend is so like Bonhoeffer we can right, 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 right. have some. Do- and and you know, I guess you see that in the like people who cheer on stuff that when when the Ukrainian military, as it seems to be doing at the time of recording, is like actually seems to be. Relatively successfully cutting the supply lines of the Russian military. And, you know, you can watch, I've watched some videos of Ukrainian civilians driving up to tanks, Russian tanks that have like broken down, run out of petrol. And they're like, do you want to tow back to the border? It's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, effectively because they're not getting the refuel because the Ukrainian military is succeeding. And we, you know, if you're like, well, there's some justice to this. They're defending their own country. They're
0: fighting against yeah. a
1: tyrannical, invading evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we cheer it on. We cheer it on, and that fits right. within the just war kind of camp.
0: I okay, guess. okay. Now you, I think you were going to bring it round for me to like you. This was the gap to you right. to follow up me with the question. I'm going to bring it straight back to you, right? Before yeah. you get there, <laughs> sure. From you, from you saying before having pacifist leanings, this idea yeah. that yeah, we yeah. shouldn't. There, there's no time to fight. Right.
1: Right. Right.
0: Then, what do you do there? Like, okay, yeah, right. In that situation, should the Ukrainians not be doing that, or should right, they just right. be doing, you know, booby traps and not actually combat? Do you know what I am saying? Like, right,
1: right. Where do you, well, how does that work? Sure, and I am happy to talk a bit about pacifism before I get into the weeds of that and how it might work. But okay. and because, I as I say, I kind of lean in that direction, and that that partly has to do with that question I parked from before, which was. Given that we're not there yet, we're not yet in the the kingdom where peace reigns and ploughshares are, you know, used for farming. Sorry, swords used for farming and all that yeah, kind of yeah, gear, yeah. right? Yeah. But are we not? Is that kingdom not come in Jesus? And are we not called to live in line with that? And I guess what I like about uh, some of the pacifist writing that I've read, and particularly the theologian Stanley Howell Woss. So what what I've appreciated about what he says is it's just a kind of way of slowing yourself down going there's an urgency there's no time we have to do and and just going but is is there not and do we do we not yet can we you know i mean jesus seems to in the sermon on the mount it sounds like he's saying you're li- going to live backwards you're going to live yeah. this upside down kind of completely opposite of what the way other people are living because you're part of this kingdom it's going to be real okay. and present and you got to live. I and get so that. And, but and the thing in particular that i appreciate about this he, there's a a paper i read of his uh something like taking time for peace and what he calls you to is to say can you use your imagination that sometimes we rush to well let's look for the okay it ticks the boxes of just war and we can get into it and we've got a fight and maybe there'd be yeah, but- some more imaginative solutions you know some some kind of missional rather than military responses to violence well, i saw this once actually right i saw i saw it happen i met a, a family that in the wake of the 9/11 terror attacks american family mm-hmm. that did not join in the kind of baying for blood and the let's war against terror which was the, yeah. what got launched right they moved to the middle east to oh, start man. a business Beside which they could do Christian ministry and share the gospel with people. They had a a missionary response rather than a military response to the violence done against them.
0: That's beautiful, and I agree with it. I think it's Mm. real and it's true. Mm. That works within a few conditions, right? Sure. That that works when we're talking about not retaliating, right? Right. So that's retaliation rather than uh, defending yourself, right? Yes, yes. And it works... It could work when perhaps we're thinking about life under a theocracy, where someone's able to impose more of a moralistic response for on behalf of their country. Right, Do you get okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that doesn't I guess. feel like. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: Well well, 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 okay. How about this? How about this? There's a there's a halfway house, right? Okay. So there's a there's an approach that's not just war, and it's not pacifism. It's called just peacemaking. Uh, and there's a Christian ethicist, Glenn Stassen, who talks about this. Uh, and he kind of talks about, uh, he, he tries to get, as I say, halfway. There's a sort of, you engage in a kind of spiritual judo, that there's yeah. there's a momentum of the kind of the world in which we live, as you say, the, which we don't live in a world that is kind of aligned either purely from the heart or because of some imposition of the government and a moralistic set of criteria with, with the kingdom of God. There's lots of ways in which people who bear the sword use it to benefit themselves, and we see that Russia doing that to Ukraine right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we live in that world, and the, the idea is, but can you, as someone who's who sees and is committed to the vision of peace and swords turned into plowshares that the kingdom embodies, can you use the momentum of the violent kind of like a judo, I I did judo as a kid, right? So this (laughs) resonates with me, right? The whole point is when someone kind of comes at you and they they overbalance themselves because they're aggressively trying to tackle you or whatever, instead of like just pushing back and fighting with the same, you know, particularly because I was a short kind of weedy (laughs) kid, right, just less weedy now but still short. (laughs) <laughs> right that pushing back wasn't going to work for me and so so what judo taught me was you use their momentum against <sighs> them you let them have come at you with their and they overbalance and you step to the side and maybe stick a foot or a hip out and you kind of flip them over and boom yeah and so this is the just peacemaking thing are there ways to more engage the imagination more work towards that kind of peaceful kingdom that doesn't discount or kind of close its eyes to the the brutal sort of reality of the world but i've seen seen some examples of this. i think the you know the guy uh, offering to give give a toe back to the russian border is an example of this kind of thing right it's it's right. this kind of humor and there's some other ones there's, i saw there's a great video this woman older Ru- uh, ukrainian woman walks up to an armed russian soldier right and she offers him some seeds she's like put you should put these in your pocket so that sunflowers grow when you die, here in Ukraine. Oh boy! And it's like doesn't kind of pull out a sword. She doesn't pull out a handgun or something and violence that's that green, is exposing and incredible. effective and and incredible, <laughs> right? Like just whew, imagine a Ukrainian mm-hmm. woman coming up it and
0: sounds sounds a bit like Jesus yeah. seven on the Mount. Yeah.
1: yeah, at the same time, yeah.
0: which is not different to John the Baptist teaching. They're very right. similar. No, no, no. You know, yeah,
1: that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. I look, look. I hear what you're saying. I'm mm. on board. Mm. What, what do you call it? Peacemaking. Just peacemaking. Just peacemaking. And with that guy, that theologian. Well, I, tell,
1: I, tell, I tell you, I tell you the I reason good. I like it most. Or you tell me why yeah. you don't like it, and I'll tell you why I do. I'm
0: not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying, think about it, man. Like it's easy to say that when there's not a country like invading you. Do you know what I mean? Like when they're invading you. Well, I, mean, I love these examples of people doing it. In, That's in, good. In That's really yeah, good.
1: Incredible. Incredible.
0: That's really good. But at the same time, yeah. if they're not firing back some shots, that mm. lady's just going to get trampled at the same time. You mm. know what I mean? Like mm. this is what I think happens. When we over here in a removed space and we don't have the personal connections, we think about the concept of war and all that sort of stuff, what would you do if mm. you are in that situation? Mm. Mm. You sort of think to yourself, what's the right thing to do? It, it ends up being a thought. What am I trying to say? A thought, thought
1: experiment.
0: A thought experiment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it sort of waters down to our day-to-day life and experience where we'll right, right, end up applying right, it at some, some level, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know, man. Like, I get it. I get it how it works when there's not that much on the line, but when there's a lot on the line, mm, mm. do you have to sometimes fight fire with fire and that's okay? I don't know. Look, I'm mm, not arguing mm. for war. I'm just saying, like. Sure. We, I think we need to wrestle with the complexity of all of it. I like yeah, what look, you're saying, and I'm the, I'm the same. And, I'm, and I'm,
1: I guess I'm just trying to say, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying you are Nathan Warmonger Oliver, and <laughs> I'm Chris Hippie Swan, right? But <laughs> but I am. I am saying, are there ways? And I guess I feel we've got to do this, right? Because the thing, the thing about God is, God is a God of peace. God is the peacemaker, and a peacemaker who, on the cross, right, the forces of violence and empire, and death do their worst, and God uses that momentum against them. Satan thinks he's won. When the Son of God is hanging on the cross with, here is the King of the Jews, you know, a crown of thorns on his head, breathing his last, but that is that is where God wins the victory that then gets kind of announced to the world in the resurrection. That wasn't the defeat of God and the end of all the, the plans and hopes and dreams. That was their fulfilment. That was yeah. the way forgiveness was bought. That was the way peace and reconciliation was brought into the world and, and made available to me.
0: Yeah. And so, so
1: because of that, yeah. I, I want to push as much of that as I can in my own life. In I want to cheer, cheer that on when I see it in the world and I, yeah. I want to be. I know that we live in a world that is broken and I cry out Lord Jesus come and and sort it out actually and overthrow the oppressor and put things right and bring peace and here and now there may be more ways than we think if we engage our imagination if we're get into the practice of using the momentum of violence and wickedness and injustice against it that's I guess that's where, where I that I land on that and
0: look consider me convinced okay I yeah. Not that I've come in here wearing a badge and not that I plan to leave my mobile studio with a new badge (laughs) on. I am now got this label in my response to war, you know. Mm -hmm. But it would be really helpful if you could answer this. I get how that works for Jesus who through his blood of, you know, this is the deity broken for us, right? right? Right, yeah. And so to take him as a model Mm. in this situation, not necessarily mm. a substitute. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. What does that actually look like for people on the ground today who mm. Mm. aren't doing it for others in the sense of right. their blood has the same significance as what sure. Christ did? sure. And, I mean, there's a glorious way in which it doesn't have
1: to, right, because he's done it. And so the substitute thing is unavoidable, actually um and yet he's done it as the the foundation that sets the pattern upon which our christian lives are you know if you trust in jesus this is the way you're called to live <laughs>
0: Okay, this seems like a good spot to cut to another conversation Chris had this week with Benjamin Morrison, a church planter in Ukraine. It's really great. I was really challenged and encouraged by it. I hope you are too. And please take up his call to pray for the churches in Ukraine and Russia. Here we go.
1: And just making sure it's all working. And if you can talk just so I can see if it appears yeah. on the... Are we recording? We're good? Yeah, we're good. So that's good. All right. Uh, How do I... Uh, so... I've now seen in writing the uh, name of your city multiple times, but I don't know how to say it.
2: Uh, You say it Sweet Low Volks. If you think like Sweet and Low, you know, the little pink packets that give you cancer if you eat your body weight in them, Um, think (laughs) Sweet and Low, but take the N out, so it's just Sweet Low. Sweet Low. And then Volks like a Volkswagen. So Sweet Low Volks. Sweet Low Volks
1: that's okay. excellent i'll yeah. do my best i'll do my best to say it so th- right. uh, yeah so i'm talking to can i can i say a name is, it, is that allowable yeah, yeah, is that you know right. that's all i mean it was yeah. on fox news so yeah
2: I'm it's actually. kind of <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, it's out there now so it's a little late <laughs> for that, Chris, but i appreciate <laughs> it
1: yeah sure so i'm talking with benjamin morrison uh church planter and uh involved in uh, missionary Originally? Uh, Yeah,
2: I mean, originally from the States, uh, but have been in Ukraine for for 20 years now. Um, In
1: in sweet low volks. There you are. That's it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And uh, uh, really glad to have you talking with me and um, keen to hear from you, you know, where we've known each other for a while via Zoom. Um, You work for the same church planting agency I work for, uh, but uh, the the European version uh, as the training Indeed. catalyst and uh, yeah, w- what we're kind of it's now we're talking it's eleven days into the current conflict. Uh, today is, it, is day twelve. Day twelve, okay, almost just mm-hmm. by one. So, can you just paint briefly a picture of the sort of daily reality where you are? What's it been like? How your everyday tasks kind of go? Uh, in in the middle of a war zone.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the thing about war is that it's totally unpredictable. Um, it's mm. a very fluid situation, so not every day looks the same. Um, right. You know, the first first couple of days, obviously, was kind of you know, I, I was woken up at five thirty in the morning by a call from um, my previous assistant pastor, who we sent out to plant in a city mm-hmm. in the in, further in the east. Okay. Uh, saying they're bombing our city, we're coming back to you. Okay. Um, so that's how, that's how my morning started on, on yeah. last Thursday. Um, well the Thursday before last Thursday, I guess mm, it is now, mm, um, mm. 24th of February. But, um, yeah, so I mean, you know, and they did it early in the morning intentionally just to kind of, right. you know, shock people awake and, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of kind of like confusion and, um, mm. you know, just trying to figure, you know, trying to trying to land on your mm. feet after mm. something like that. Uh, the First couple of days we did have people. So we're we're at sort of a crossroads within the country. We're in central Ukraine. So a lot of people from the east yep. head either right by or through our city uh, as okay. they're making their way west. So we're kind right. of, you know, even that very first day we kind of received some refugees. Um, yep you know, some of them, they just stopped over for a couple hours. Um, you know, we prayed for them, fed them a meal and, and sent them on their way. Some of them stayed the night. Mm. Um, but that's kind of, you know, after, after the first couple of days we were trying to, you know, get things set up to receive more. Um, right. So now we've been receiving, you know, um, mm. 16, 18, 22 refugees in our church building every night. Um, okay. you know, they'll, they usually arrive in the evening. Yeah. Uh, we get them fed, you know, get them showers, uh, partnering with uh there's kind of a sports like a gym i guess uh nearby okay. and they said hey you know everybody can come and use our showers we're good friends with the the director
1: yeah yeah
2: um so you know um pray for them um you know as as the lord mm-hmm. gives opportunity you know mm-hmm. share share the gospel i mean we're not like you know jump jumping on them with uh right. with yeah, four yeah. spiritual laws as they walk in the door you know we're, yeah. we're we're trying to you know again these are people coming from like really hot points. So they've, mm, you know, mm. some of them come with like their windows already blown out in their car. Some of them, you know, um, none, none have come wounded yet. Uh, okay. thankfully, um, okay. you know, so I think those probably just go straight to a hospital. Right. Um, but very shaken, you know, mm, um, mm. you know, yeah. just some, including, you know, grown men that are just weeping. Um, yeah. So it's hard, uh, you know, but we, we try to, you know, minister the peace of Christ to them. Try to provide yeah. the atmosphere. Um, you yeah. know, and and many of them have commented, and especially the kids, because there's you know lots of lots of them come with kids. Yeah. And kids yeah. are like, oh, we don't want to leave here. <laughs> huh. You know, but they're they're continuing right. further yeah, west. Yeah. Obviously, is yes. their goal. Yes. Um, yes. So you know, we tried. I mean, yeah. you know, we give them Bibles. We got a bunch of Bibles if they're right. if they're open to that. And yeah, um, yeah. So and you know, so, we've I mean, had, it we've sounds had... like
1: you're kind of well set up, although. You're not necessarily doing this from a position of like strength and ease and peace. Like I, you've sent me yeah, no, we're in photos working. and videos, um, and you know you've been in the in the bomb in shelter, the bomb shelter yeah, and yeah. there've been sirens and. Sure, like bombings threatened at least, or experienced. Yeah, in your so thankfully, city?
2: no, bo- no bombs, no hits have been made directly on our city. Part of okay. that's because it's a smaller city, so there's not right. a lot of strategic targets here. Um, okay, okay. But that was, I mean, you know, that was a comfort back when they were only targeting military objects. Now they're just, right. you know, blowing up everything, hitting civilian yeah. houses and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean, there, there are you know air raid warnings mm. every day least at least mm, a handful mm. um yeah so uh yeah but but you know compared to to a lot of other places where we, ha- yeah. we, we have we've been very peaceful here um you know so we're we're using that while we can um mm. to mm. try to serve people um wow
1: now uh, uh kind of earlier in the conversation um uh, in the podcast uh we were talking about the way on the on the cross we see the momentum of sort of evil and violence uh used kind of turned against it to secure peace uh and uh sort of suggesting that's not just a one-off on the cross pattern but a sort of a thing that that we can experience and even pursue now can you can you say a bit about how you've sort of seen that dynamic yeah playing i out? mean
2: you know i think that's that's totally true you know god's victory is always a subversive victory um right, he he right. uses the enemy's weapons against him i mean you see that in you know the story of mm. david and goliath the david tells goliath he's like i'm gonna cut off your head which is ironic because david doesn't have a sword at that point right yeah right um okay. you know <laughs> but but he's gonna he's planning to use the enemy's weapon against him. yeah yeah okay. um you know and um i mean yeah that's that's you know Bible talks in places about you know God kind of holding holding the evil one in derision, right? Like mocking yeah. him, yeah. you know. Um, you know, because because ultimately, you know, it's a futile battle on his part. Like he's right. doomed, and he knows it, yeah. and that's why he's raging, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, um that's I mean, we see that too here, and I've I've tried to keep kind of that approach as well. Luther says yep. in in one place, you know, if you can't drive the devil out, mock him. Um, you know, gotta love Luther. But um mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, but but we've really seen that. Like every every step, you know, um of obviously Satan, you know, Jesus has his desires to steal, kill and destroy, which is certainly what he's doing now yeah. in Ukraine yeah. and and through right. his his little pawns in the Kremlin. Um You know, but they're they're on their way out. You know, and and Satan himself is is you know it's a sinking ship. Um, he's not going to win. Okay. And um, yeah. But in the meantime, you know, so many people have come to churches that would otherwise not have come to churches. So many people have heard the gospel that otherwise you know maybe wouldn't have heard the gospel. You know, people have come to faith. People who you know maybe they maybe they'd been in church but they'd wandered. You know, and they're they're back. Mm. They're plugged Mm. in. You know. um, Wow. Yep. You know, there's, there's, you know, I posted yesterday that, uh, uh, you know, on Sunday that today in Europe, um, you know, there's, there's more, you know, Ukrainian church services, you know, the beginning possibly of church plants, um, yeah, you know, yeah. than, than, you know, hundreds of, you know, dozens, maybe hundreds, even of new ones. Uh, yeah. So thanks, Satan, for planting so many churches. Um, right. <laughs> you know. Uh, you did, a, you, you were more effective in that than, than all of our city to city strategies. Um, yeah, 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 you know, uh, so again, because sure, you know, what, yeah. what, as Joseph says, right at the end of his story, that whatever the enemy is t- intended for mm. evil, you know, God uses for good. Mm, um, mm. so, you know, even yeah. Satan is God's unwilling slave. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, his, yeah. God's victory will, will show forth. Uh, we're praying that, you know, it would show forth quickly here in Ukraine. Um, you know, and, um, there's already some, you know, at least some, some encouraging signs on, on, on the other side of the border. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. lots of mass riots as I'm sure, uh, as I'm sure you've seen things are, you know, um, there's blood in the water. Sharks are turning against him. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't personally think he's going to be there for, for too much longer, hopefully. Um, yeah. Yeah. Usually, when somebody yep. goes kind of just off the hook like this, um, yeah, you know, say like a Hitler or something, they usually end up, you know, alone right. in a bunker with a bullet in their yeah. head, something like yeah. that. So right. you know, you know, yep.
1: um, yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's a very tangible. Like I, I think I've often thought about the the kind of powers are uh, they're, they're on borrowed time since since Jesus has been raised, right? Um, but that's that's a really tangible. Like it's not it's not like borrowed time. They'll get their lifetime, and then, and you know, we know Jesus is coming back. But there's, there's a you're even expecting a kind of and seeing the tide turning, kind of already quite quickly in in some pretty significant ways.
2: Hopefully, I mean, we're we're certainly praying, you know, all the imprecatory psalms um, (laughs) (laughs) on a regular basis.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, so I mean, that's we we were talking a little bit in the podcast episode about um, just war or pacifism or. The kind of this sort of more subversive just peacemaking kind of thing mm-hmm. which turns evil against it i guess praying the psalms that, that declare curses against people and that kind and call god to to act and to hold them to account is sort of an example of of that in some ways um you know you're not pursuing violence and meeting violence with violence but but uh, it-
2: nobody's come to my city yet <laughs>
1: Right, okay, okay. Um, I don't want don't to speak too so, soon. But.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I I personally do not believe that... Um that the Bible supports a pacifist position. Um, I mean, I guess l- before we go there, let me say this. Sure. like I've you know, I realize from a distance it's easy to look at this and be like, oh, cool. Like what theological topics does this bring right. up? Like, sure, yeah, it brings yeah. up questions of just or and pacifism. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are kind of discussing like, oh, what's you know, depending on maybe your traditional background or your church tradition background. you know, Yeah, what's, yeah. What, what implications does this have for prophecy? Um, you know, okay. like there's a war going on, there are people dying, there's yes. a battle happening now. So yep. all that energy and focus and time that you're spending on, like, mm. you know, mm. theorizing, yeah. pray yeah. instead. That's, yeah. that's my yeah. encouragement, nice. like, just nice. take that time and yes. energy and yes. pray. Um, yep. However, it's obviously a very real question, you know, here in Ukraine. And it's a question that we actually, yeah, I mean, I think the church as a whole really already dealt with in 2014. Yep. Right. Uh, when this war in in reality started, this is not yeah. a new war. This is just a whole yes. new phase of the war, right? Um, you know, so I mean, um, obviously, I don't think that you know. Uh, I, I think as Christians, you know, we would have to you know renounce unjust war things. For example, mm-hmm. like uh, you know attacking peaceful cities and you sure. know. Uh, yep wars of conquest targets. and these sorts of things yeah. there's no yeah. way that that can mesh with you know mm-hmm. uh, with with what the gospel calls us to however yeah. you know there's the whole issue of you know um you know the the the, the government you know bearing the sword not in vain um you know yes. uh, and yes. the government has that right uh you know yeah. under god biblically to defend for the for the good of the people so you know yep. wars you know when you're defending your own home from invaders right. yeah. um you know, that's a different story. And, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, we are, we are citizens of heaven first, but we're also yeah. citizens of, you know, whatever our homeland is. Mm, and so, mm. um, it's, it's entirely in my view, um, mm-hmm. you know, appropriate and, and, and perhaps even, you know, um, perhaps there's even to some degree sort of a mandate to, to not bypass that, sure. um, to, to stand and defend, um, yeah, you know, yeah. under the, under the governing authority that God has put there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, yeah, so so that all to say that um, I don't. Yeah, I, sure, I, and, you know, and and just in the reality of war, like you know, you can people talk very very nicely yeah. about pacifism, right? Um, you know, C.S. Lewis wrote about this too, right? But but he wrote about it during World War II. Like it's mm. it's cute to talk about pacifism until a guy mm-hmm, with you mm-hmm. know an automatic weapon comes comes to your door, you know? Right. Yes. Um, and it's I mean, we're not talking. You know, this is not necessarily just like um the case where there's a a state authority that's specifically targeting Christians for being Christians. That's, no, that's sure. a slightly different situation, yeah. you know,
1: yeah.
2: um, this is just, you know, all out kind of mm. attack and war. And we are, right, you right. know, I mean, I personally am not, but we are, we are citizens right. of, of this country, um, yes. you know, and under that, that, um, you know, uh, yep. authority, you know, we, we have mm. the right and perhaps mm. even the duty one might say to, to take up yes. arms and defend. So,
1: right. Right. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, one thing I've been struck by as I've read your updates and and seen the things you're posting, like there's a, you you have a clarity about this this needs to be resisted, um, but you're not taking it, like in some ways your first response, and as you've encouraged us, our first response shouldn't be either theorising or necessarily taking things into our own hands, but but prayer uh, and... You know, uh, I think I've been pretty challenged and encouraged by the sorts of prayers you're praying and the sorts of things you're doing now that express, you know, this conviction you have that that the Satan is on borrowed time, his schemes are being turned against him. There's just opportunities kind of opening up spiritually, left, right, and centre, and you're leaning right into those uh, and. You know, there's there's the help and care you've been providing refugees. There's the prayers you've been praying together and and sharing on social media and things. There's there's this wave of church planting, a kind of you know Acts eight all over again. The persecution that breaks out and actually spreads the believers with with the taking the word with them. Um, yeah, so I mean, what like I've got questions, I guess, about what. What enables you to kind of have that sort of stance in the midst of this, and and what maybe you hope will sustain you, you know, as, as maybe as things continue or perhaps get worse. Yeah, yeah,
2: um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, as far as far as what enables me, uh, this is going to shock you, Chris. The gospel. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess I've, I've told some people, you know, we believe, we believe in a resurrected savior. We believe in a savior that, you know, we say at least, you know, stared death in the face, dove into it, you know, head first and exploded it from the inside. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, if the resurrection is not real and if it's not a real source of strength and hope now, Mm -hmm. then when is it? Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, you know there is that it's it is it is a war zone again thankfully you know there have mm. been so many people um you know just just you know supporting praying i mean personally you know praying they're saying like you know we're praying i mean obviously for the ukraine yeah. as a whole or for ukraine yeah, as a whole yeah. but you know uh for the country as a whole but yeah um you know specifically like for you know for our church mm. and our city um
1: mm-hmm. <sighs>
2: yeah you know um there's there's so, so originally they had announced like this would probably all start on february 16th okay um i, I don't know if you remember hearing that in the news it, it it ended up starting like a week late but you know we're not super into punctuality right in this area of the world so sure. um <laughs> you know um but it did start you know so yeah. on kind of on the yeah. 15th i was sort of in the evening kind of you know considering praying like you know what what does this mean? Like, you know, what's, what are, what are, what are we going to be our steps and positions? Um, right, right. You know, and my wife and I had talked about it before as well. And, mm. um, there's this, there's this poem, uh, by a guy who was, uh, an Englishman, a missionary named CT Stead, um, mm-hmm. who he worked with, he worked with Hudson Taylor in China and then he was in India and in Africa. Okay. Um, you know, and he wrote this poem called only one life will soon be passed. Uh, which you may have heard, um, you know, mm. but, but the final stanza of it goes, um, you know, um, uh, and as I am dying, how happy, or no, I'm sorry. Only one life will soon be, cra- will soon be passed. Only what's done wor- for Christ will last. And as I am dying, how happy I'll be if the lamp of my life has been burned out for thee. Mm.
0: Um,
2: mm. you know, which, which is a beautiful statement and it's not, right. you know, sure it's not just the same, it's, it's, it's much more than that. It's, it's like, is that going to be the position, you know? And, um, Mm. you know, and it's, I don't say that glibly, like I've, I've read through that, you know, like weeping since this war started, uh, you know, through that, through that, for the whole film really, but, you know, specifically that last stanza, Mm. Mm.
1: um,
2: you know, but, um, yeah, again, as, as we talked about, um, Mm. which I think, record in the be- in the beginning as it turned <laughs> out but um you know that um that the the victory is god's you know um, yes, no matter what yes. yeah and, um, and it's only a question of time until until you know it's fully manifest as ours as well um yep. you know so it's, it's a question of time and and a little bit of patience you know mm. uh, you know as P- mm. as peter writes to the suffering church you know now if, if need be you know you suffer for a little bit but um you know there's there's a uh there's a whole lot of glory coming.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Awesome. So, can you? What What do you hope people in places like Australia would do to kind of help, or or think about, yeah. or or pray in relation um, to this war? You
2: know- yeah, I mean, I think, I think this is, you know, it's not just a political thing. This is, this is a case where somebody has set themselves up as a little God, uh, you right. know, Putin being, being who we're talking about in this case, um, yeah. even though yeah. he's, he's in reality, not, um, you know, but, but thinks he has the power of life and death in his hands. Um, uh, we know who actually does, um, yeah. you know, so God is, God is on the side of justice. You know, he's on the side of fright. And so this is mm. not just, he said this is not putin just set himself up against ukraine he set himself up against god and he's going to lose that battle um but you you can you know you can you can certainly pray that 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 loss comes quickly um mm. because you know again in the meantime people are suffering and dying and you know mm-hmm. the bombed um ruthlessly yeah uh so you know but again as we talked about um uh, pray for god's subversive victory through all this as is already happening um yeah. that god yeah. would use these tactics of the enemy and turn them for good uh that mm. many people mm. would to faith in christ you know and i i guess i want to add also uh, i mean i think it seems obvious right pray for pray for you know the believers and pray for people in general in ukraine pray for for people and believers in russia as well uh pray that they would have boldness you know to 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 stand against evil um we in a sense we don't have a choice right like it's come to our doorstep yeah. uh you know for yeah. them they there's this, you know this diff- perhaps difficult choice you know that they can kind of sit quietly and everything can be nice uh you know or they can speak out and they can you know do whatever it takes and you know we have we've got a friend who's. Um, you know, a young adult grown child uh, was at a protest against the war in Ukraine in Russia yesterday. And now now she's been taken and nobody knows where she is. I mean, that's not easy. Um, You know, so pray, pray for them, pray for the believers. And there's, you know, many, many pastors in in Russia who I've, you know, I'm in contact with that have, you know, clearly said, this is, this is, you know, this is murder. This is evil. This is wrong. Um, Mm. you know, and, Mm. and and so, so he, so Putin is not only destroying our country, he's destroying his own country. Right. Um, and, and, and just pray that the tides would turn against him and Mm. God would give strength to his people in both places. Mm. Um, you know, Mm. to, to, to take the stands necessary, um, you know, to see, uh, to see the truth triumph. Yep. Um yeah so you know again also you could pray for you know massive need for all of the refugees um there's the, yeah. uh, there's the latest number i heard is there's already like 1.6 or 1.8 million ukrainian refugees that have crossed uh, the western borders into surrounding countries right. yeah originally they had estimated the maximum would be 4 million i think it's going to be larger uh mm-hmm. unless unless mm-hmm. you know god in his mercy puts a very quick end to this um mm. internal refugees they expect like 12 million within ukraine so ukraine is not a small country it's the largest country landmass in europe um and it's a population of 40 million people um yeah. so you know um huge 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 humanitarian mm. needs you know we're mm. working to do what we can in the place where we are uh, for those who would want to, you know, get behind that, uh, help yeah, us yeah. to to meet those needs. Um, yeah. we've, we've got um, a U.S. partner church that's kind of, you know, helping us to to collect uh, funding yes. for that. So okay. there's a, a shortened yeah, link that people link. can go I'll, to. Yeah, I'll put yeah, that yeah, in the yeah, yeah. show notes
1: and people okay, can try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh,
2: for those who don't read show notes like myself, uh, <laughs> the link is bit.ly slash give to Ukraine with the number two. It's bit.ly slash give to Ukraine.
1: Great. Yeah. Great. Wow. Thank you. Tw- Twitter and news here is full, full of it, but, you know, so easy to become a five minute expert on military strategy or you know, <laughs> right. have, you know, no idea of the realities that you're living through day to day. And, you know, as you, you know, we've had to pause a couple of times while you respond to messages and calls and just really appreciate the, the time you've given to talk about this and and share and give us a real insight thank you
2: yeah thank you for the mm. opportunity chris and uh, mm. thanks to all who are listening and, and praying and getting involved
1: mm. awesome thanks ben
0: well that was our conversation thanks for listening and we hope it helps you have conversations in grace too if you'd like to get in touch you can find us on social media we'd love to hear from you